Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily Podcast, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We saluted a Scottish football coach. He's been coaching for 66 years, man and boy. Hmm. Um, Larry Burrilli. He was quite a character, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. <laughs> a few short answers a few short long answers, questions. And then a few like long ones we weren't thing, expecting. But no, he was a lovely fella. <laughs> um... Tony Incenzo, of course, you'll, you'll know him from Saturday afternoons reporting for TalkSport, but he is also something of a ground hopper, and the lengths he has gone to to watch very minor games of football is incredible. I'd say, I'd say he's Mr. Groundhopper. I think really. he probably is. Uh, so you'll hear from Tony. We had a chat with him. We talked about various things. Uh, we started the show with not much. <laughs> with nothing. We, we managed to kind of conjure something up along the way. So uh, we hope you enjoy it. Here's the best bits. <laughs> I was reading about a, um, a conference this morning in, in the paper. Yeah, it was fascinating. At this conference, what you do is you wear a badge to indicate how social you want to be. I like this idea. Yeah. So, for example, um, if you wear a green badge, it means you're happy to talk about anything, right, basically, yeah, yeah. of anybody that comes up to you. If you wear a yellow badge, that means visitors must wait until you speak to them. So they're happy to speak to you, but you, what, they've got to make the first... What country is this in? In Britain. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so not, not sort of Japan. Where they <laughs> no, no, this is in uh, Roehampton University, London. Okay. This is, the idea was to say that it's like a safe space for people to talk in. And then a, a red badge, meaning no one should approach them at all and they don't want to talk to you. Wow. Guess what colour I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we all did that in life... <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't would it? You, you'd like that, would you? I'd love that. It's not, those things can be I a bit... I might wear a yellow badge. I mean, I don't so, know I'd wear a So red. you want some people to come up and have a chat with you and then... But, no, no, but they'd you'd have, have to wait until I spoke to them first. Yeah. But, OK, so what if you're both wearing yellow badges? Yeah. <laughs> That's a problem. They haven't thought this through, have they? No, they, they haven't. They're sort of standing there going... Ah, I was like, oh, that's a very good point, actually. Oh, yeah. I think just colouring it red. Um, that's weird. Although these yeah. sorts of things can be a bit eggy. There's nothing like making someone or yourself being made feel mm. special. Is that you meet somebody and you go up and say, "Hello, Chris, mate. How are you? I haven't seen you for years." And they immediately look at your badge. <laughs> oh, hello, 
Paul, yeah. How are you? How's the person that you're with? Are you still with? Who are you? I mean, it, yeah. it can it be a bit be, eggy when they look at your chest. could be a bit of a problem, but there yeah. you go. What can you... Oh, yeah, when people were wearing a name badge. Yeah. Now, Carl Froch, we talked about him last week, being a flat earther, but he also thinks that the moon landing was fake. Honestly, I mean, it's quite staggering. Was it what? Carl Froch or Freddie Flintoff? No, Carl Froch. It was both He's, of them. Are you sure? I mean, they're both believers. I they're think both it was Freddie Flintoff. Earth believers, and Carl also thinks the moon landing was fake. Okay, but wasn't? Didn't well, he's not alone in this. It's not like this no, is, no, he's this not alone. But who is that? The, one of the blokes, uh, not Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. Didn't he knock somebody out? No, yeah. He did well, I'd see him try that on Carl Froch. <laughs> yeah, Buzz Aldrin. Uh, at that stage, kind of what yeah. in the early seventies. The, yeah. the bloke always doorsteps him, doesn't he? He's, it's on YouTube. Mm. I'm sure you've seen it, folks. But he's always doorstepped by yeah. this bloke. Uh, he'll just be like going. He'll be walking around sort of Target with his missus or something, or Home Depot, <laughs> and then this bloke appears from uh, behind the nuts and bolts with a Bible and says. Buzz Aldrin, swear on this that you went to the moon. Mm. And he just had enough. He'd had enough of this bloke just popping up in various <laughs> places. So he uh, he knocked him out. Well, that's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was a catchweight. I mean, he's not a big man, Buzz, but he was he was punching up. Yeah, I wouldn't give him much of a chance against Carl Froch. No, I mean, that wouldn't be... <laughs> Carl comes up to him with a Bible, and he is about 20 years older now, Buzz. But I don't, that's not Carl's style. I, no. I think he'll, he'll inwardly know. Well, he inwardly think that the moon landings were fake. Well, he believes it. So when there, was yeah. he asked that? Was it? Did Johnny Nelson ask him <laughs> what, during the undercard or something? I don't know. When did that all uh, come up? Doesn't say when it came up, really. Just yeah. says uh, the Earth is flat, one hundred percent. There's no proof of the Earth's curvature. Yeah. Um, of all the sky pundits, Scott, uh, uh, does Johnny think that the, uh, Kennedy was killed by the mafia? They're only picked on their conspiracy, conspiracy theories to come theorists. in. Anthony Kroll is going to have to get working on some kind of conspiracy theory, definitely. And the world's first cannabis restaurant is opened in California. Oh, yeah. And it has sommeliers, you know, like the guys that advise on wine, who advise customers on which food pairings go with which dope. It's incredible. Isn't okay, it? bowl of cocoa pops and six slices of toast and peanut butter. I'd <laughs> yeah, say, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. who knows? Yeah, it could well be that. Today's star it? scare story is incredible, even by their standards. It's almost getting into the what was that? The other paper that was really bonkers. Uh, the, oh, what was it? it used to National come? Enquirer. Yeah, like the National Enquirer. Is this oh, is the a, um, it was the what was it called? Oh. The Sunday Sport. Yeah, the sport. Sun, yeah, that's, that's sport. right. Yeah, yeah. Giant plant that eats sheep. <laughs> It's eh? UK shores. Yeah. A plant that eats sheep by trapping them in its razor sharp spikes has taken root in mainline, mainland, not mainline Britain, Main- so I don't know what that is. <laughs> mainland Britain. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's basically, uh, it, it, it's quite a terrible thing, this, but they, well, it's a, a giant triffid like plant, plant uh, has been spotted growing in a flower bed in Truro in Cornwall. So it hasn't spread just there. The yeah. There's only one plant, so I wouldn't get too worried about it. Has at it this worked stage. its way up to sheep? Has it had the odd chicken? <laughs> no, it hasn't. So, <laughs> how do they know it The town's sheep, head then? gardener, Liam Shoesmith, said it usually grows around the Andes Mountain where goats and sheep get their wool caught on its hooks. Which are ah. quite nasty, really. So then, what, but then, what does it do once it's caught them? It, it well, they just them basically in, they can't escape, so eventually they, they die quite a horrible. But only because they've got death. stuck on it; they're not kind of sucked in. Oh no, no, there's not like. So you're listening to Talksport, by the <laughs> way. Like... Full program of League Cup action tonight. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I love the fact it's called El Clasicoast. That's a good name for it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Who's so come up good. with that? Is that a new thing? Yeah, I've heard that. I was before. reading a bit of the yeah, history I think of it was the in Alex. Crook. Crook. You're on fire today. We should have done Donut Osmond today uh, here in Mainline Britain. terrible yesterday. You've not been to that restaurant in California, have you? No, I don't think so. Just just flown in. I went for breakfast. Sounds like it. I know. It's bad, isn't it? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
from Talksport. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on Talksport. Now you'll know Tony Incenzo from his fine work uh, here on Talksport, match reporting, uh, often at QPR because he never misses. Uh, but what you may not know about Tony is that uh, he's uh, got an extensive raft of non-league matches that he has taken in uh, over the years. And um, he's in the building today and uh, he showed us his book, The Bible. Um, it's, a, it's a new book. Um, he's probably filled up thousands of them over the years. <laughs> and he's got some great old war stories of uh, games that he's taken in. So uh, good afternoon, Tony. Yeah, good afternoon, chaps. It's it's called ground hopping, and um, what I'm trying to do is to visit as many different football grounds as, as possible. We're all football fans on TalkSport. I mean, I, I've heard shows where Andy has been on air and he's dashed off in a taxi to go straight to Chelsea because he didn't want to miss the game. We're all football fans. Yeah. So I like to get out and, and get to as many games as, as possible. And I've visited now 2,317 different non-league grounds. I had a good trip last week, uh, special permission to go inside RAF North Holt. Um, I found a new league that I hadn't seen a match in called the RAF London League. The only problem being that all the matches are played behind closed doors. So you've got to get special permission to go in. <laughs> and um, What do uh, they say to you when you phone up? <laughs> are they normally quite accommodating? Have you ever got any no's? Bit of a security risk. Do you know, the only match I've ever wanted to go to that I didn't get into was about six or seven years ago and they played a match inside Buckingham Palace on the Queen's Lawn round the back to celebrate the 150th anniversary of the FA and I tried everywhere. I tried every contact I know at the FA. I tried the Buckingham Palace press office. I just couldn't get in. Somebody said you should go along dressed up as a milkman and say I've come to deliver the Queen's milk but I didn't want to get arrested <laughs> and get turned away. Yeah, that's away. high risk. But um, RAF Northolt, fantastic. The attendance... I counted it very carefully. I counted it again to make sure, write it down in my book. Attendance of one. You were the only one. Absolutely. I've I've had that before. I've been inside a couple of prisons to watch football matches, um, (laughs) only only for a couple of hours, not not staying there. Um, And again, uh, attendance of one. Did the teams wear stripes? (laughs) One of them did, yeah. Stripes versus arrows. Great, great, great fun, you know. And everywhere you go, it's um, fantastic camaraderie, uh, sporting in environment and everybody is very very friendly so is there a bit of a one-upmanship the fact you've got into prisons and you've been to rf Northolt, will that will that kind of resonate in the ground hopper community will they be saying oh is there a community there is um one of the best examples of the ground hopper community was in march 2004 we had an organized day where we set a world record and we got guinness book of Records certificates we wanted to see as many football matches in one day on as many different football grounds as possible. Hmm. And it was in the Central Midlands League in the Nottinghamshire and Derbyshire area. And we saw five matches in one day at five different football grounds. 11 o'clock kickoff at Greenwood Meadows in Nottingham. There's a, there's a road in Nottingham where there are three little football grounds next door to each other. So 11 o'clock kickoff at Greenwood Meadows, 1 p.m. kickoff at Pelican Football Club, lovely name. 3 o'clock kickoff, another lovely name, Dunkirk Football Club, uh, 5.30 San Diego, and 8 o'clock at Graham Street Prim. So 250 of us got Guinness Book of Records certificates. Now, <laughs> that weekend, I decided to make a weekend of it. I took my girlfriend at the time, stayed in a nice hotel the, the night before on the day of the game we should we went, point out she's now your wife she, you didn't put her off no this is this is a previous girlfriend oh right. um, sorry Tony yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright okay we won't talk about so, that well we will because what happened was we went to the first game you did and, put her off yeah. and, and she, I said well, it was 11 o'clock in the morning she wanted, a, she wanted a drink and she had a couple of drinks and she had another drink at half time so halfway through the um, second match she said 
look, take me back to the hotel. I'm not feeling very well. I've had too much to drink. Take me back. And I said, we're trying to set a Guinness Book of Records uh, world event here. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah. trying to get our, our world record certificates. I'm not going back. So funnily enough, that was the, the last time I ever saw her. She got in a taxi. She got a taxi and disappeared. I never saw her again. Wow, way. So, so what does your wife make of it all? Is she, does she go to games with you? Yeah, my wife now, we've been married four years and we've got a little girl. And when we first got married, I bought her a great big wall chart, a map of Great Britain. Yeah. And I said, well, if you come to football with me, you can have a red sticker for every place in the country that we visit. And now mm. she's got about 200 stickers, red stickers on the on the wall. And if we go to a tourist attraction, she gets a green sticker. So she's been to places she's never, because of football, she's been to places like Stonehenge and Cadbury's World. This is your wife or your yeah. daughter? Oh, your wife. wife. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. And um, my daughter now is is nine months old. She's right. come to a few games, so she gets a she gets a purple sticker on the map. But the map wow. is getting covered. And if 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 we go to a beach near the football, they get a yellow sticker. So we make. A I like the sticker event. reward oh, yeah. system, Very Tony. Good system. <laughs> 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 I what my missus would make of a sticker reward system. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> 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 what was going to say? That? I think she'd tell me where to stick it. To be honest, <laughs> but there we are. What made you start this right in the beginning? What what was the sort of genesis of it? Well, I started off. I've always supported QPR. I grew up in Northwest London, so we were my family were QPR season ticket holders. But when QPR weren't playing at home, I started to go and watch my local non-league clubs, which were Hendon, the old Finchley Football Club, Barnet, Edgware. Then I started to go to a few away games with them. Then I got a book from the London FA, which listed all the senior clubs in London. There were about 100 non-league clubs in London, so I went to all of them and then uh, started on the 92 league grounds, finished them at Liverpool at Anfield when I was 17. By the time I was 19, I'd been to every Scottish league ground and then I set off on the non-league grounds. In total, I've been to over 5,100 football matches in my life. A couple of thousand live radio games because obviously working every Saturday, Tuesday for Talk Sport is a big thing. And then every QPR home game good at reading a game. I mean, you must have seen it all. Basically. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's it's all good fun. As I said, everybody who, who works for TalkSport is, is a football fan. You'll get Adrian Durham and he'll head off after a show to go and watch Peterborough in midweek. Mm. The Moose, if, if if he's not working, he'll go out and watch Boreham Wood in midweek. You guys are great football yeah, yeah, fans. Yeah. You know, sure. and I've, I've seen Paul play for the Spurs Legends team. I've, yeah. A couple of the games in my book featured Paul playing. <laughs> I'm in the book. He's in, he's oh, in fantastic. The book. Yeah. yeah, playing at left, left back, you know. Yeah, but that's we're right. all Being football fans. Are Paul they Miller. all grounds, or are some of these like Wormwood Scrubs, or some of these actual sort of just a pitch in a, or in a park sort of thing? Some of them are. I mean, I'm trying to visit every senior club. The senior clubs, I would say, go down to step six of non-league football, which is step ten of the non-league pyramid. So I've done everything down to step five. At step five, I need nine in the whole country, and at step six, I need 59 in the whole country. But quite often, I'll go out. Last week, I went to a match in the Hitchin Sunday League in a park in Stevenage, and uh, the crowd was nine. But Ashley Young was there, the Manchester United winner. Really? He grew up in Stevenage, and he was <clears> just sitting with a couple of his mates. That's a bonus if you go all that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody yeah. like that's there. So, is there finally, Tony? Is there a kind of a, if anybody's listening that's got a game of football on, or maybe be it behind closed doors, you're interested in coming within reason. If you can get there around working for Talksport, getting the QPR, you're interested mm-hmm. in hearing about some other kind of niche fixtures, are you? Yeah, um, I, I'll, I'll go and watch anything. Every game of football <laughs> is, is a tick in my book. I mean, Have the, you done the Channel Islands one where they yeah. just to play each other every week? Yeah, that, no, that's the, uh, the Silly Isles. I've been to matches right. in the Channel Islands on um, Guernsey, Jersey, Alderney is good. But 
but that that's one of the holy grails is is the Silly Isles where there's the smallest league in the world. The worst trip I ever had was to Albania mm. because I had a rat in my hotel room wow. and I had to call the police to get rid of the rat. The police. And then the three police came in and for recompense they wanted to stay the night with me in the room, but I can't say what they actually wanted because it's a family show. Oh blimey. Um, well, that's it. and on that bombshell, we'll recommend that one on TripAdvisor. <laughs> <laughs> Three Thanks. coppers want to stay. I love the fact that you dial nine nine nine; they'll come out for a rat in, <laughs> in Tirana. Um, I was told years ago by a groundhopper that there was one guy that was so obsessive he'd gone hundreds of miles to get to a game. He'd had problems with the trains and he got there ten minutes late. And he ran on the pitch and said to the referee, "Can you restart the match?" Yeah. Please, yeah. will you restart? I mean, you've never done that, I think. No, there, there is a video of that on YouTube, and uh, he, he was very, very annoyed. Uh, his name's Barry. I mean, there's another... There's another that doesn't surprise me. There, no. There's another groundhopper who won't count a nil-nil draw. So if he goes and it's a nil-nil draw... He has to go back He again. has to go back to the next available wow. match there. And there's another guy who has to touch the two crossbars at every non-league round. He walks down the middle of the pitch, touches the two crossbars before the game. Some would say that's obsessive behaviour, but not us. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily podcast from talk sport how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast 
from TalkSport. We're keeping an eye on the uh, county championship game between Essex and Somerset. It's quite exciting, actually. This is the kind of season decider, and uh, a draw would be enough for Essex, wouldn't it, Andy, I think? Yeah, they're in a great position, but Somerset fighting back with Jack Leach, um, England's finest batsman. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, the umpire just got that so That's that's it in middle, isn't it? I think middle and leg. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a really pretty... Oh, it's it in leg, to be fair. full on, though. Yeah, full on. What a pretty poor decision, isn't Uh, it? Yeah, Uh, no, DRS, obviously. No. So... you do? So he survives that one. But uh, yeah, we keep on one seven two for nine. They have rallied Somerset yeah. and so they're, they're making a fist Rain of will it. probably but, yeah, intervene though. Rain will do yeah. for it over the next couple of days, certainly, because they lost most of yesterday. Okay, here you are with a T twenty birthday spread, the oh, short, yeah. exciting version. So this is just a, a single birthday. Single birthday. Pele will join us, I'm sure, in a few oh, minutes. Yeah, Pelle, time. Yeah. But I've got to try and guess this person's age, have I? Yeah. Okay. You have. Uh, let me have a look oh, at it. Roughly Ooh, how many years? I'm going to give you a good margin here because I've never heard of him and it's quite tricky. So I'm going to give you 15, which is a good margin. Oh, wow, 15, OK. Oh, no, that's very too high. I'll give you 10. All right, blimey, you changed your mind quickly. ridiculous. That's All right, then, 10. I've got to be within 10 years either way of yeah. this person. It's right. a very happy birthday to the theatre and opera director, Tim Supple. Tim Supple. Tim Supple. And uh, I know Tim quite well, actually, because I needed some assistance with a musical I'm producing. And uh, Tim bent over backwards to help me. Did he? He's very supple, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, you don't have to say he's very supple, obviously. <laughs> if you do... Well, I know some people. I looked across... It's a bit like... I looked across in the gallery and some yeah. of them were looking a bit non-plus. It's a bit like... So I thought I'd explain it to them. <laughs> It's a bit like an impressionist coming. I said, "No, why? It's my old friend Tommy Cooper." I yeah. do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't have to say. Well, that's right. You should have to say the name of the person you're doing. Really. That's my impersonation of John Gwynn. I can't do it without saying John Gwynn. John Gwynn constantly. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Supple. I wouldn't have a clue. Tim's Tim quite Supple. a youngish name, isn't it? Yeah. Although you have got uh, Tim Rice, haven't you? He's not yeah, that right. young. With respect to him, Timothy Supple. Uh, what, what does he do, Tim Supple? He's a theatre and opera director. Tim Supple. Uh, I'm, Supple's I'm ready. Go, uh, <laughs> Supple's ready. Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> si- oh, I, f- 62. Very good. He's 57. Cool. So you're well there That's within five. Within Tremendous five, effort there. Five there. Well done. Very pleased with that. So, good. good, thank you. Anything else, Andy? Kim Kardashian turned up at the Emmys, uh, the television awards on Sunday night. Not the Rugby League, then? No, no. The Man of Steel. Yeah, Man <laughs> of Steel that's Awards. That's favourite. Be the Man of Steel Awards, yeah. <laughs> that's right. And, and he went uh, there for the free bachelor's peas <laughs> in the goodie bag. She was wearing a bustle that was designed to enhance her already quite magnificent backside. Oh, OK. Describe it. Your words or theirs in the paper? Well, I've sort of praised them. OK, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, honestly, though, look at it. I mean, Fred Truman would have loved her. What a fast bowler she would have been, though, with a <laughs> beam like that. <laughs> Tremendous. That's very true, yeah. Just, I, I often do look at her and think Fred Truman would have loved her. That's the first thing that immediately springs to mind. That's what I think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? And... Uh, Looking forward to a new football-based comedy from uh, our old mate Ian Morris, who worked with us on Fantasy Football. He, of course, wrote The Inbetweeners. Um, yeah. God, what's the guy who wrote it with him? I do apologise. That's daft. Damon. Two of them. Damon Beasley. Yeah. Damon Beasley, that's yeah. right. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get him in. But that sounds good, because it's quite hard to do a football-based comedy. I think it's yeah. about sort of professional players. We're, ju- we're going to be joined tomorrow by a screenwriter, um, mm. out of a big Hollywood screen- screenwriter. And among the thing- things he's written, uh, Jurassic Park and lots of other big Hollywood blockbusters. And we'll talk about that, the art of the uh, sports movie. He's a big sports fan. 
You don't get that many, do you? Well, no. they're, they're well you know, you either. do. Well, you do, but, I mean, they are, they are quite hard mm. to pull off in terms of the kind of action scene. Certainly football has always proved to be a bit of an issue, isn't it? Really? I've got some news of um, the Duchess of Sussex, Megan. She says that uh, she plans to rediscover her love of cooking on tour in South Africa after she and Prince Harry started having meals delivered from the Queen's chef. The feasts are regularly delivered from Windsor Castle to their cottage nearby. Sounds like Has he done a little moped? Yeah, Royal Deliveroo. It's sensational, <laughs> isn't it? So he comes over on his little scooter, does he? Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. What a nice idea. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. We salute now, uh, and as have uh, the SFA, mm. uh, a, a football coach of 66 years standing in and around uh, uh, Greenock, and uh, his name is uh, Larry Brilly. He joins us now. Good afternoon, Larry. Hello. Good well, yeah, good afternoon <laughs> yeah. to you. And congratulations, uh, the Scottish Football Association have uh, honoured you for your services to the game. Yeah, excellent, yeah. Yeah. What a, what a nice job. thing. Uh, tell us a bit about your career. It says I'm, a little thing in front of me. You've been managing for 66 years, seven teams. Yeah. I mean, when when did you first get into football? Well, I, I loved football since I was a boy, and I started my team when I was just over 18. My own team, under 21, secondary juvenile. And from there, we just carried on. Quite a few years, went amateur in different places. Scottish Amateur League. You started out as a... You played yourself then, did you? And then you kind of yeah. went into management. Yes, I played a long time, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever come close, Larry? Did you have a chance of, of, of turning pro with any of the clubs after you? Were you that good? I had bags of skill, but I didn't have a big, the biggest heart in the world, you know. <laughs> but I, had a lot of, I had a lot of skill. People often have, people often say that the other way round, don't they? Said I, I, you know, I had a big heart, but I didn't have a lot of skill. You reckon it was the other way round with you? I was the other way round, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So were you kind of wee and jinky? Were you? We, we, what position did Quite you play? Skillful with a ball, I could do end with a ball actually. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's good. I mean, there's a great tradition of Scottish managers, none finer than Sir Alex Ferguson. I mean, how how would you describe your managerial style? Well, we've had a lot. Of, when we started at first, we got, we got a few kind of tankings at under 21. A lot of good teams, Port Rangers, Port Rovers, Wittall Boys, Guild, Bel Air, you know. Hmm. We've improved as we came along. I made quite a few good teams. We won a league, 11 league titles in the leagues we're in. Wow. And we won 23 out of 36 cup finals. Wow, that's good. That is impressive. Yeah. What you, I've got to break it myself, actually. I got. Uh, I've got 36 penalty kicks out of 37. I think people think I'm kidding on about this. 36 <laughs> out of 37. The one I missed was a waterlogged park. The, the ball stuck about three feet for the goal and the goalkeeper dived at the ass corner. <laughs> <laughs> so it sat, it sat in the puddle. Well, You've you got to blame the conditions. That's very... 36 out of 37 <laughs> pens. That's sort of... That's true. Honestly, Ray Stewart country. That's very, very impressive. So yeah. what do you get from the Scottish FA? Is there some kind of ceremony that they present you? I think they've somebody? done it already. Yeah, we saw some pictures oh, yeah, yeah. Stevie Clark and everybody. It's lovely, yeah. Well, well, we're up in the, the Hotel 10, Queen's Drive, on the Monday the 9th. we got a lovely meal. we get three tickets for the Scotland-Belgium game. Lovely. And uh, yeah. I win the... i get the £50 for shopping award. And then last Thursday the 19th, we're up in Hamden. met uh, Steve Clark. He, he, he gave me my trophy. He's a very nice person. And yeah. uh, i got a lovely... Award I've got here it says on it Best Volunteer and Adult Football Award awarded to Larry Barilli and I got a lovely big frame picture. Glass glass frame picture. Brilliant. Beautiful. 
I think Steve could have done with you in the dugout for that uh, for that Belgium game, Larry, couldn't he? Really? Did you say anything on the pitch? Did you make, were you making notes? <laughs> well, I felt sorry for the manager because they're just not getting enough good players at the moment. You yeah. know, it's a shame. Mm, I mean, it's, I mean, Belgium are very good. You know, you can't really Belgium measure yourself excellent. against them. Excellent, yeah. yeah. Any of your boys gone on to be pros, Larry? Any boys over the years that went on to have pro careers that played for your teams? We'd quite a few when they were younger. Mm. Uh, the goalkeeper called Jim Hunt that was interested by Everton, but nothing really came of it yeah. eventually. He was only 17 when he played. Mm. And they were quite a, quite a few went junior, of course, but... I, I, I saw a little film of you still managing your team and you've lost none of your enthusiasm and uh, you're still out there and I saw it was a big 8-2 win in the film I saw for your boys and you're celebrating every goal. Yeah. The, the BBC come down to televise it and mm. we turned out with 11 players exactly. The other, <laughs> team was, the other team was about maybe two or three points ahead of us and yeah. I honestly thought we'd get a bit of tanking. Yeah. But we won 8-2, we are actually brilliant that day. Fantastic, and the, and the boys say nice things about you, Larry. They say you're, a, you know, you're one of the great characters, and you, you still feel relevant. It must be hard as you get older, and you're, you're dealing with younger fellas, and you've still got to hmm. tell them what to do and still be relevant. That that can't be easy, but you're obviously still doing it. Yes, that's it. Yeah, and so no I plans. Enjoy it. Yeah, that's the important thing. It. No plans to retire then. Not at the moment, no. Not at the moment. Brilliant. Fantastic. <laughs> Good man. Well done, Larry. That's cheers, fantastic. Cheers, Larry. All the best and uh, continued success with the team. Thanks for joining us. Okay, dokie. Thank you very much now. There Brilliant. we are. Bye -bye. Larry Burley there. Um, what a man. 66 years in football, man. These, Go and find that little film. These are the people that are yeah. so important for football, yeah. for grassroots. You know, it's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, there's that little film is out there of, uh, of his team uh, winning 8-2. What a top man. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That's this afternoon's show. We're back tomorrow. Uh, among our guests, a top Hollywood screenwriter. Mm. Uh, who loves his sport so what more do you want um, we will catch up with you then Tim Vickery and all that as well have a fine evening you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.